Money Pit is presented by Pavestone, Quicken Loans, Caterpillar, Home Advisor, ADT, and Aero Fastener. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we are here to help you with your home improvement projects. We want to solve the do-it-yourself dilemmas. We want to answer your questions, your concerns about the improvements and the repairs and the projects you want to take on in your house. Help yourself first, though, by calling us at 1-888-MONEY-PIT or posting your question to the Money Pit's community page at moneypit.com. Coming up on today's program, when you decide to bring home a family pet, there can be a lot of changes. Your home decor, however, doesn't have to be one of them. If you're pondering any decorating or improvement projects, we're going to have some tips to help make sure those improvements are pet-friendly. And are you thinking about adding a central air conditioning system, but you're afraid the construction needed to run those ducts will make a real mess of your house? Well, a type of AC system called mini ducts could be the answer. We'll explain later on. And also ahead, if you're planning a project to improve your outdoor living but need to be confident the project is a good investment, we're going to have details on a project that can deliver years of carefree enjoyment and good return on investment when it comes time to sell. Plus this hour, we've got a very fun tool to give away. It's the iconic American-made Arrow T50 heavy-duty staple gun along with a supply of staples worth 50 bucks. Going out to one caller, drawing at random. Make that you. Call in right now. We want to hear about your home repair, your home decor question. We want to solve it for you. And the number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Leslie, who's first? Michael in Arizona, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? Now, I bought a, uh, a little ranch here in Arizona. And during the winter months, my electric bill runs about uh, $60 a month. Okay. And during the summertime, it goes up to about $300 a month. <laughs> would be nice if it stayed at that level all summer long, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. Uh, the house was built with a swamp cooler, and there was just a, a single vent. They had swapped it out for a heat pump with cooling capability. Okay. And the problem is, is they put ducting in, but it's all on the on the roof. Okay. So everything that the air conditioner is cooling, it goes through 20 or 30 feet of plenum that is exposed to all that sunshine and sunlight and all that desert heat right there on the roof. Okay. And I was wondering if there was an economical way that I could insulate those plenums so that uh, I could hopefully cut $100 a month out of my electric bill. Well, are the air conditioning ducts on the roof that are exposed, are they insulated now? No, they're not. They just had a coating of that's like nuts. A, an that's, elastomeric that's, or something. Put that's on completely nuts. Yeah. Well, they didn't put the right type of ducting in because... You know, having ducts run on the exterior of a building or across the roof is not unusual. It, I mean, it's unusual in a residence, but it's not so unusual in commercial establishments. Yeah. But there are types of duct insulation that are designed to go around in that scenario. And usually it has a, um, t- a type of like foil face that has a low E capability. In other words, it reflects the UV radiation off. And usually it's a couple of layers. Um, there's a product called Reflectix that I'm familiar with that makes uh, reflective insulation and radiant barrier products. That's the kind of stuff we're talking about. So there are products out that can be used to insulate those existing ducts. It's just that you weren't, they weren't installed. And, and that was pretty much malpractice as far as I'm concerned, because there's no way you're going to be able to compensate for the loss of that air conditioning traveling through those, you know, scorching hot ducts. It's just kind of silly for them even to think that's a possibility. So, 
insulating those ducts with the proper material is one thing you could do. And that's probably going to be the least expensive way to go because the other option is if you wanted to run it through the building, you don't have to use full-size ducts. There's a type of system that's called a high-efficiency, low-volume. They run through ducts that are about three inches in diameter. And uh, it's different than the large typical ducts where the air moves slowly. This air moves very quickly through these smaller tubes. But because they're less than the width of a 2x4, you can run them through a lot of places. But that kind of requires a complete system replacement. So I think just getting the right kind of insulation on those ducts is going to be the shortest distance between you and a lower electric bill. Okay, yeah. I've seen that uh, kind of material. As a matter of fact, I've I've got some of it. I actually made a a solar oven for the backyard where I can uh, cook in like a crock pot. All day long in this in this heat, I can yep. put a roast in there in the morning, and by the time that uh, four o'clock, five o'clock in the afternoon rolls around, it's stew. Yeah, well, then you want to manage the sun. In this case, you want to keep the sun out and away from those ducks. So, uh, I think uh, take a look at Reflectix just as a, a, a place to start, and that's Reflectix. Inc.com, T-I-X-I-N-C, ReflectDixInc.com. You'll get a sense as to what we're talking about, and I'm sure there are other manufacturers that just happen to know about that one. But you need to find the right type of duct insulation get those ducts wrapped quickly before the summer sun really heats uh, sets in, okay? Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. All righty, thank you. Angela in Washington, D.C. is on the line with a question about waterproofing her basement. Angela, first tell us what's been going on. I'm having problems in my basement with water coming in in my garage, uh, not in the other part of my house, but it would have to rain really hard for the water to come in. So um, I have um, some mold and mildew downstairs in the corners, and I also have peeling of the paint um, and also, I have a crack that goes across the wall about eight feet. And um, I was interviewing some companies to waterproof my basement, and they all wanted to drill my house down to the footer. And I really don't want to do that. <laughs> For some reason, that doesn't sit well with me. Yeah, well, and you're wise to question that advice because uh, if you're talking to these so-called waterproofing companies, they're in the business to sell you very expensive repairs. And I just would venture a bet that it came with a fair degree of panic peddling about all the bad things that could happen to you if you didn't open up your checkbook for them. Is that correct? Yeah, and I was, I had, you know, gave them money and I was going to do it and they delayed it for about a day because they needed some more of the, you know, whatever they tell me. And I was, I went online, I was surfing the net and I came across your article and it said, don't do it. And I called them right then and there. I said, I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, Good, good. Well, we, we saved you and I'm very happy that you, that you found um, the articles that we have about uh, waterproofing your basement and how not to get ripped off. That's, that's actually yeah. among the most popular content that we have on moneypit.com. We get tens of thousands of people that see that article um, every single month. And so let's talk about it, Angela. Um, if you read the story, you know that uh, we believe that most water problems that are consistent with rainfall, such as what you've described, have yeah. nothing to do with rising water table. And if you don't have a rising water table, there's no reason to dig out your basement and put in drains and pumps and all of that. What we need to do is get this in, in under control from the top down. So you need to kind of go through a checklist here. The first thing is to look at all of the drainage around your house. 
Start at the roof. How is the water being collected at the roof edge? Do we have gutters? Are the gutters clean? Are the gutters free-flowing? Are they big enough for the volume of roof surface that that they're servicing? The downspouts, are they clean? Are they free-flowing? And very, very important, if I have to pick one thing out of everything, where is that downspout discharging? If you've got water in corners of the basement showing in, I bet you there's a spout above it that's leaking water there or backing up or clogged or something right above that area. We need to direct the water from the roof away from the house. Now, I know in D.C., uh, that could be a challenging area depending on how close your home is to the next house. Uh, Do you have a single-family house or do you have a... Okay, so you have some room to move around in terms of this drainage. Can you get the water four to six feet from the foundation perimeter? Yes, I could do that. Okay, so... And I'm going to tell you how to prove this point to yourself very easily and inexpensively. Head out to a home center and buy some downspout material. It's very cheap, you know, probably 10 or $20 worth of downspout material. And just stick it on the end of the leaders and, and, and run it out into your yard, uh, you know, six, eight feet, whatever lengths they come in. And just stop right there, okay? This is a temporary thing. We're not going to leave it like this year-round. But what you will find if we move through a couple of rainfalls, that the volume of water and moisture and humidity that you're seeing in your basement will be dramatically different. Why? Because you move the water away. Now, once we've proven that point, how do we do this in a neat and orderly fashion? You've got options. You could run it underground through solid PVC pipe if you can find a place to discharge that to daylight. We, we want it to come out somewhere low where the water will stream away. So if you have a low spot in your yard where you can do that, great. If you can take it out to a curb and put it into a storm sewer, even better. So that's a way to make it completely hidden. If not, then you know maybe you tighten up those spouts and try to landscape around them so we hide the extensions. But they've got to get out there at least four to six feet because those first few feet around the house are critical. If they get wet, your basement is going to flood because that's the backfill zone. Soil there is more porous than in other areas of the house. It's where the house was dug up to build the foundation. So the gutters are are critical. Second to that is grading. You know, if the soil around your house is very flat, then once the water lands, it has nowhere to go but in. So you want to add clean fill dirt, not topsoil, but clean fill dirt, and tamp it to slope away from the walls. You want a slope of about six inches over four feet. And then once that slope is established, then and only then do you put some mulch or topsoil and grass seed to control erosion. But you don't build it up with topsoil. Why? Because topsoil is very organic. And because it's organic, it's going to hold water, and that's not what we're trying to do here. So grading and gutters uh, are the two major things to address, and of all of those, downspouts are most most important. Does that make sense? Sounds great. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Leslie. Thank you so much. Good luck with that project, and thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. You are tuned to the Money Pit. Call in your home repair or home improvement question 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-MONEYPIT is presented by HomeAdvisor, where it's easy to find top-rated local home improvement pros for any project. Go to HomeAdvisor.com. Just ahead, pets and projects don't always go together well, so if you're thinking about any decorating or improvement project, we're going to have some tips to help make them pet-friendly after this. You live in a Money Pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites and mold. 
Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. The Money Pit is presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we want you to join the show. Call us right now with your home improvement question at 1-888-MONEYPIT, presented by HomeAdvisor. You can get instantly matched with top-rated pros for any home project and book appointments online for free. And there's another great reason to call us right now with your question, because we're giving away the iconic American-made Arrow T50 heavy-duty staple gun, plus a supply of staples. It's the most popular American-made staple gun ever. It's all chrome. It's got steel housing, jam-resistant mechanism. It's got a really powerful coil spring. It's got a staple viewing window, so you're going to know when you're running out of staples. And it's all steel working parts. It's made right here in Saddlebrook, New Jersey, not too far from us, by a great company, Arrow. It's worth 35 bucks. It's going to throw in about 15 bucks worth of staples, so we're sending out $50 worth of staples and staple gun to one lucky caller. You can check it out at arrowfastener.com, but give us a call right now for the answer to your question and your chance to win at one eight 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 money pit Richard in Wisconsin's on the line with a lighting question. How can we help you today? Yes, uh, I would like to know where a person could find a floor lamp or a table lamp with a dimmer switch on it instead of the three-way switch. That way you could have one bulb and you it wouldn't it'd last longer, I know, than a regular uh, three-way switch test. Well, certainly you can find lamps that are capable of having dimmer switches. I think it would be unlikely for the lamp itself to have the dimmer. It's more likely that the lamp, you want to get one that's not on three-way and put it, plug it into a dimmer switch. There are, for example, floor switches that I've seen that are on like a slider. It's almost a foot switch where it slides from full brightness, you know, down to, to the dimmest setting. And it's basically just ramping up and down the power that's going to that, uh, to that lamp. So I think you want to find a standard floor lamp and then you want to find a second dimmer switch that you can plug it into. So there are portable, so to speak, or plug-in dimmer switches as opposed to the kind that are wired in to the wall, Richard, and that would be the solution uh, to that problem. They're very inexpensive, and I'm sure you'll find them uh, online or in electrical supply stores. So, so take a look, and I think that is the solution. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, if you're a pet lover and considering a new decor or remodeling project, you probably already know that all home improvements don't necessarily fit well with pets. I mean, a Persian rug might look nice in your home, but it's probably not the best choice if you've got pets where durability is definitely a factor. Yeah, if you've got pets, I mean, you need to think about things like easy cleanup floors like laminate or engineered hardwood or the new engineered vinyl plank is beautiful or luxury vinyl plank. 
And even the new wood look porcelain tile or ceramic flooring can make sense because these are really hard surface products. So, of course, they're easier to keep clean and to keep them stain free than, say, a rug, which pretty much, you know, <laughs> you can't keep stain free. Yeah. Another great benefit to this is that hard flooring options will be more comfortable for your cat or dog during the hot summer months if it's got a lot of hair or fur. You can definitely get pet friendly flooring that will make your house look amazing. For more tips, check out our blog post, Pet Friendly Design and Decorating Tips for your home. It's online right now at moneypit.com. And now we've got Kimberly in College Station, Texas with a leaky roof. Tell us what's going on. We bought this house um, many years, several years ago, and uh, we had an inspection of the house, and we didn't know that we had a problem with a roof leak. Uh, The inspectors didn't catch it because the people who owned the house first um, put some plastic over the leaking areas so when it rained, it held water, and we didn't know that until like four or five months afterwards, after we bought the house, and then our insurance wouldn't cover anything, and we're just, we've got more leaks now because the house is getting older, and so instead of replacing the entire roof, we're looking for some suggestions on some kind of a seal, and we don't even know, you know, there's all these things out there. We don't know what would be the best, if there's anything available, or what we should do. Okay, so you say that they covered this with plastic, and your home inspector never noticed that it was covered with plastic? I mean, duh. No, and it was, it's on the, up in the inside of the house. And also, they painted the ceiling. They had a five-gallon can of white ceiling paint in our garage, which so they kept it covered all the time, which nobody caught that. Yeah, I didn't think anything about it. Was this roof accessible, the area that was covered with plastic? Yes. And he walked around up there in it, and I guess it hadn't rained in a while, so those little sealed-off areas weren't full of water at the, at the time. Let me ask you this. Is this a sloped roof or a flat roof? Slope. And has it ever been covered with tar or anything like that? No. So the metal is still fresh in the sense that it's never been tarred over. No, it's not tarred. Well, have you had a roofer look at it? We have. We've had several. And, I mean, one, uh, one told us that it would cost us like six or $7,000 to put a seal on it. And uh, now there's some of those things out there, you know, at the home improvement stores. We just okay, don't look, know if... Let me, let me make this real easy for you. You don't seal a metal roof. You repair a metal roof. Metal roofs can last 100 years. So if any roofer is trying to sell you something in a can that he's going to seal the roof with, that is a disaster waiting to happen for a lot of reasons. First of all, it's not the right way to fix it. Secondly, it actually does more harm than, than good, and here's why. Because when you seal a roof with tar, a metal roof with tar, water still gets in, it gets under the tar, and then it quickly rusts the roof away. If you have a roof that is cracked or is rusted out in a piece of, of area, then you repair those. You don't tar over them like you might, say, an asphalt roof. So that's what you need to do is to find a roofer who is a craftsman. And I realize that that's easier said than done. But if you find a roofer that's a craftsman that really has experience with metal roofs and doesn't just know how to tear one off. That doesn't count as experience with a metal roof, which unfortunately many will just like say, oh, we'll tear it off and do something else. No, if you find somebody that really knows metal roofs, then that should be completely repairable. And I would not encourage you to put any kind of sealant on it, but to figure out where it's leaking and why it's leaking and fix it. You got to dig into it further, Kim. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. 
Hey, are you thinking about adding central air conditioning, but you're worried about the mess of tearing open your walls and ceilings to make room for those ducts? Well, a type of AC system called mini-ducts could be the answer. Richard Trithui of This Old House will be by to explain. And today's edition of This Old House on the Money Pit is brought to you by ADT. Introducing ADT Go, the new family mobile safety app and service. Go to ADT.com to learn more today. Live in a money pit. With 36-month monitoring contract, early termination and installation fees apply. Certain markets excluded. Licenses available at ADT.com. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. The Money Pit is presented by Home Advisor. Find trusted home improvement pros for any project at homeadvisor.com. Making good homes better, this is The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And right now, I mean right now on moneypit.com, you can enter the Money Pit's Power Your Summer Sweepstakes for your chance to win the quiet, clean, and very portable Cat INV2000 Inverter Generator. It's great for tailgating, camping, taking to your job site, so many more places you can bring this thing. It's small but very powerful 1,800-watt generator. It retails for about $749.99 but you can win one free right now at moneypit.com. You can enter from now until June 10th and you'll be able to power your entire summer with ease. Enter the Money Pit's Power Your Summer Sweepstakes today at moneypit.com for your chance to win. 
Well, one of the biggest projects that we undertook at my old house was installing central air conditioning. Believe me, it was well worth it, but it took quite a bit of construction to get all of the ducts to fit. And that's pretty typical when you need to retrofit a home that was built before air conditioning was common. There is, however, a way to install AC into an existing older home or really any home where you'd like to minimize the construction necessary to get those ducts where they have to go. These systems are known as mini ducts and they can actually be run through the wall with very little disturbance. With us to talk about how they work is Richard Trithui. He's the plumbing and heating contractor from TV's This Old House. Hi, Richard. Hi there. Now, when Leslie's system was installed, the mess actually released enough lead paint into the air, which put her family at risk. Minimal disturbance uh, is really a hallmark of these mini-duct systems, though, isn't it? Right. In a typical conventional ducted system, you need to have large ducts. You need a separate supply to every room and a return from every room. With a high-velocity system, it has uh, one two-inch flexible supply for every 8 by 10 or 10 by 10 area. So most rooms would have just two of them. And you'd have one common return. So it's it's minimally invasive to put into the building. Now, you just mentioned high velocity. I think that's an important uh, point to make. Um, existing systems are, uh, are bigger in volume, but they're low velocity. These are uh, smaller in volume, but they're high velocity. So you can move enough air to actually do the job. Right. It actually works to your advantage. If you go conventional low velocity system, Wherever the register is is where you're going to have heating or cooling, and then the air becomes a prisoner of the temperature that's leaving the register. If it's in heating mode, most of the air wants to stay at the ceiling. If it's in cooling mode, it wants to drop right below that register, and it's going to be pulled over to wherever the return air is in the room if it's there. With high velocity, it's a stream of air, and it makes the air in the room blend together, so you have no more than two-degree temperature difference side to side or top to bottom. And then it's sort of sucked back in through the return duct and then cooled again through the air handler, which is maybe in your attic. That's right. And the cycle repeats. It just it puts the right amount of air in every room, comes back through one central return that has a filter on it. The air goes back and gets either reheated or recooled. Which system tends to be more efficient? A high-velocity system will dehumidify. In areas of high humidity, the, the uh, small duct system will outperform on an efficiency standpoint because it takes out 30% more humidity because you have less air across a very, very cold uh, air conditioning coil. Now, is there anything different about the return duct setup with a high-velocity system? No, only that there's only one. I mean, you know, the properly done conventional system should have a return in every room, and it should actually have two returns, one for installation of a cooling system and right. one for a heating system. Mm-hmm. You should close one off. In the, in the appropriate season. But you almost never see no that one, anymore. No one does it. And so that's why you have so many complaints from conventional systems of being dirty, drafty, d- dusty, unbalanced, mm-hmm. I'm you cool, you know, cold 70. The thermostat just has shut off and I feel uncomfortable. So it's, mo- it's mostly because of improper installation. Mm-hmm. Now, in the high-velocity systems, because they're moving so much air so much more quickly, is there any noise associated with that? I would imagine you'd get a whistle. Well, properly installed, it'll be as quiet as any system. So just like anything, if it's not done properly. And the other thing that was introduced in the past year is a thing called an ECM motor. This is really like cruise control for a blower fan. So it feels how much resistance and just brings on the fan the right speed. And that's really made a big difference because it tries to overcome the realities of poor installation. Now, that's got to have an efficiency benefit as well because you're only really moving as much air as you absolutely need to.
that blower will be about 10 to 15% more efficient than the conventional blower. How about the cost of a high-velocity system compared to a standard? You have less construction disturbance. Right. Uh, Is the equipment cost a little bit higher? Does it all balance out? Absolutely. The material's higher. The installation is almost always lower. What happens is people, uh, installing contractors will say, I'll try one of these, but they only usually try it on the hard job where they couldn't do conventional. Mm-hmm. Right. And then they become hooked. They say, boy, I could do this a lot of different places. Good advice. Richard Dethrui, the plumbing and heating contractor from TV's This Old House. Thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Glad to be here. All right. You can catch the current season of This Old House and Ask This Old House on PBS. For your local listings and a step-by-step video on installing a mini duct system and even other projects, visit thisoldhouse.com. And Ask This Old House is brought to you on PBS by Gorilla Glue. Up next, are you planning a project to improve your outdoor living but need to be confident the project is a good investment? We'll share the details on a project that can deliver years of enjoyment and a good ROI when you sell in today's Building with Confidence tip presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans next. Live in a body pit. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. The Money Pit is presented by Home Advisor. Find trusted home improvement pros for any project at homeadvisor.com. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now to ask your home improvement question. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT, presented by Home Advisor. They really have the best local pros for any home service. That's right. doesn't matter what the project is. They make it fast and easy to find top-rated pros. And there's no membership fees. It's 100% free to use HomeAdvisor.com. Now we've got Kirk in California on the line who's dealing with a patio issue. Tell us what's going on. I have a 1974 house. and In the back, I have a, a patio that I believe was probably poured in the 70s, too. It's about approximately 20 by 14, cordoned off into about six quads, um, separated by two by fours. And under the eaves, with a little bit of rain we get, and along the main walkways, it's kind of getting worn down a little bit. And I wanted to know um, how to preserve that. Okay, so first of all, in terms of the patio itself, if the surface is wearing off, you can use an epoxy patching compound on that surface. You know, QuickCrete makes a whole bunch of products that are designed just for that. You want to make sure you choose a product that's designed to stick to concrete and one that's designed to be a patch. Because if you try to use any type of uh, just regular concrete or mortar, it just won't stick well. It might look good for like a week and it'll start to chip and break apart. So you want to use one that's really going to adhere um, very, very well. Okay, but how about with the, the epoxy? Will it still give it the original look? Actually, if you do it to the whole patio, it'll look like a complete new patio it will be actually quite attractive you can get it in different colors as well okay okay i'll try that okay thanks so much all right good luck with that project thanks so much for calling us at 888 money pit heading over to oklahoma right now to talk to sheila about a kitchen do-over how can we help you paint those countertops i recently my husband and i um, remodeled our kitchen and we refinished our cabinets and we 
they had we had some research lighting done and we didn't have enough money for our counters. So I've been looking at online some stuff about repainting your countertops. And I I wanted to know your opinion about it or if you'd heard um, anyone doing that or what what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, the countertop paints have been out for probably uh, five or eight years now, and they seem to do very, very well. I know Rust-Oleum has an extensive line of countertop paints out uh, that are available in many, many colors. So I think it is a good option. I think it'll buy you a little bit of time on those countertops so that you can avoid having to replace them. And you'll have the opportunity to paint either a solid color or they have countertop paints now that kind of look like stone countertops. They look like granite and and other types of natural materials. So I think they're a very good option and I would encourage you to pursue it. Yeah, I actually um, found a company online that um, sells them uh, their product locally at one of our wallpaper stores and have actually purchased the items. I just haven't started the project yet. What you might want to do is try to get your hands on a piece of laminate and you can go to a home center and buy like a really small piece of laminate, like a scrap. And this way you can practice a little bit before you actually get it on your countertop. Do, do you know about the how the length of time it's and how durable it is as far as lasting? It's not as durable as the laminate, but it's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. Thank you, Tom, for taking my call. You're welcome, Sheila. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, as you enjoy the warm weather of summer, are you one of the millions of homeowners thinking about ways to further improve your outdoor spaces? If you are, it's smart to mind the return on investment because not all home improvements deliver the return on investment that you can count on, but one that does is building a deck. Yeah, good point. I mean, the cost of building a deck can vary widely based on the number of levels the deck has, as well as the material. But regardless, decks deliver one of the 10 best returns on your remodeling investment when it comes time to sell your home. And building a deck also helps your home stand out in the marketplace, making it a much more desirable home to buy. This is going to increase buyer competition for your home, and it can result in a sale at the highest possible price. And today's Building with Confidence tip has been brought to you by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. It's completely online, reduces annoying and time-consuming paperwork, and gives you a real, accurate, and personalized mortgage solution based on your unique financial situation with no hidden fees or hassles. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. Elvis from Texas is on the line. He is in the building, and he has a question about (laughs) plumbing. Elvis, what can we do for you? Uh, my wife and I had a house built uh, started back in early 2005, and it's uh, in Lubbock. Houses are, are made on concrete slabs. Yep. Before they poured the slab, they put in a, all the plumbing was installed. And instead of copper plumbing, which was in kind of short supply back in 2005, the going thing then was called KITEC. I think it's K-I-T-E-C. And it's a, it's a double-walled plastic pipe with aluminum in the center. Uh Instead of regular connections, it uses, uh, my understanding, a bronze connector. And we've had a couple of small problems with the plumbing, but it seems as though I've read that the bronze can cause a desincification in the copper. And I'm wondering if there's been any studies done, if there's different fittings that can be replaced. If the plumbing has to be replaced, uh, it'd be very labor-intensive to go underneath the house. And we get down to fairly low winters, maybe to zero. And I don't think I'd want any plumbing overhead where it could freeze. Or if you have any suggestions or thoughts. Yeah, Elvis, the problem with Kitech plumbing is, as you suspect, the the fittings will leak. 
Now, what's interesting is that Kitec starts with PEX, which is cross-linked polyethylene, which by itself, and as installed today, is actually an excellent plumbing pipe with fittings that don't leak. But the Kitec system has definitely had a history of leaking. In fact, uh, there are many class action lawsuits over that product that are active and going on around the country. You certainly should investigate those that you may qualify to join. Unfortunately, your solutions only include really replacing it. And what I would advise you to do is to only replace it where it's accessible. I mean, I wouldn't create the emergency if the emergency doesn't exist. So I'm not going to tell you to tear open your walls and pull all the plumbing out and start from scratch. But I would say that if you do happen to be doing a bathroom renovation or you open a wall and you find Kitec, it should be sort of a matter of course where you always replace it because it's not going to get any better. It's only going to get worse. Not use only it here, but kind of what I suspect. Yep. Unfortunately, that's the case. Every once in a while, we get a, a, a building product like that, and I've seen it happen many times over the years. And there's just no way to make it better because at its core, it's a defective system. Okay, no way to just replace the fittings. It's just going to be the pipe itself. People have problems. That's correct. So I would attach it to a plumbing, to copper piping, or to traditional PEX piping. Okay, so I can talk to some local plumbers and, and discuss it from that point. Exactly. I hope that helps you out. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Hey, do you live in a community that kind of limits your creativity when it comes to what you can do to your home? Well, we're going to help one person who posted a question about how they can make changes that fit into their community after this. You live in a body pit. The Money Pit is presented by Bonai. Protect your landscape, gardens, and home from over 130 different insects. Get Bonite's 8 insecticide for up to 8 weeks of insect control. Bonite products are family made in America and available at a retailer near you or visit Bonite.com. Where home solutions live, this is The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone right now. Call us with your how-to question at 888-MONEY-PIT, presented by Home Advisor. Hey, you need flooring in your kitchen, your bathroom, or maybe you need a new roof or you want to get going on that deck, Home Advisor can match you with the right pro for the job for free. All right, you can post your question on the Money Pit community page for two pros right here willing to help you right now, just like Carolyn did, who writes, we installed a one-piece tub shower in our basement only about a year ago, as well as linoleum flooring. Already the linoleum is rolling up where it meets the tub. What's the best product to use to hold it down? We really don't want to use quarter round due to the moisture, but worry that caulking just won't do the job. Well, look, bathrooms, uh, basement bathrooms are good in particular, but they're apt to have more moisture than bathrooms that are up at higher levels, as you apparently found. So this is a pretty common problem. I would steer away from trying to accomplish this with adhesive. Uh, quarter round molding is really the best way to go. And it's just going to trap it there. You're just going to trap <laughs> it down mechanically. I mean, you're, you're, you're going from a, an adhesive seam to a molding seam, you may not know that there are composites available in quarter round, which are really, really flexible. This could be very helpful when it comes to going around a tub. And they can be fairly small in terms of their profile. In fact, I would tell you that if you were able to use a quarter round style composite molding, you could probably get it so close to the tub 
that it really wouldn't be noticeable. It would permanently hold down that edge because even if you've got it sealed down now, it's apt to come up again. And once you've got the molding down, you can put a thin bead of caulk above it and below it, paint it to match, and I'm telling you, it will just it'll disappear into that space. You won't even see it, but you know you'll have a good solid seam there, and I'll keep that flooring right where it belongs. All right, and Lucky Duck with the basement bathroom. That's an awesome addition. All right, next up we have a post from Dave who writes, I live in a neighborhood of Mediterranean-style stucco homes. Our homeowners association requires all sheds to match their house. I'm building a new shed and plan to use Wonderboard to frame it out and stucco the finish with paint to match the house and need to know how do I attach the Wonderboard to the shed? Well, I mean, the first thing to keep in mind if you're going to cover that shed with stucco is it needs to be dimensionally stable. You can't have movement in the walls because the stucco is going to crack and fail. So that starts at the foundation. You need a good stone base, concrete footing, so that when the job's complete, the shed is absolutely rock solid. So that's really important. When you put that sheathing on, here's another tip, though. I would use screws because they're not going to pull out. Now, Wonderboard is typically used inside like in showers right so you put it up over the studs and then it gives you a pretty dense wall and you can attach your your ceramic tile to it i suppose it could work outside as long as it's uh that, that stucco finish is water resistant which it should be um but it's real important that you get this done right otherwise you're gonna you're gonna have a you know kind of a big issue there so i would suggest uh, that you attach it firmly with screws. In fact, there are special screws that are used for Wonderboard that are like drywall screws, except they have a wider head, kind of like almost like a built-in washer, so it pinches it really tight. Uh, so get that on there, and then make sure you put on the, the stucco carefully, multiple coats, so it becomes very water-resilient. Be careful around the seams, and hopefully that will be done well enough that it will match nicely that Mediterranean style of your home. And, hey, the good news is you're going to have like the longest, toughest, lasting shed life out there ever because it's never going to fall apart if you do it that way. So Tom, when it comes to the stucco, I know you do multiple coats, but kind of the first step is really important because you just need to lay a basis and that's called a scratch coat. Maybe tell people what that is. Yep. It's a scratch coat. So it's a real rough coat. It's not supposed to be smooth or pretty. It's supposed to have enough texture to it so that the finished coat of stucco can stick to it. And if you do a good job, uh, you're going to have a very long lasting stucco surface on that shed. You've been listening to the Money Pit Home Improvement Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Thanks so much for spending this part of your day with us. We love to hear from you. We'd love to take your calls, your questions. If you didn't get through to today's show, please post your question online in the Money Pit community section of moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.